gift. <laughs> Pittsburgh? Let's get it. Let's go. Four, one, two. Check, check. If you steal a gang, then you bang, 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 bang. If you with the team, then you gang, bang, gang, gang. If you steal a gang, then you bang, 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 bang. If you with the team, then you gang, bang. Still a nation, what's going on? This your man, Cat Easy. This is Stills for Seven Podcast, episode 77. I got a returning guest. Let him introduce himself to the world. What's going on, ladies and gents? It's your boy, The Dread Man. As you know, your boy is an avid Pittsburgh Steelers fan and a very avid football fan. But yeah, what's going on? Not much, not much, man. I almost had to go buy a tie the other day, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, you might want to go get you a paper and uh, you might want to get your little drawing skills up. Man. The Pittsburgh Steelers tied with the Detroit Lions on Sunday. 16 and 16. It wasn't good, man. It wasn't good. Opportunity after opportunity. Injury after injury, missed tackles, not looking good. I don't know. What did I watch on Sunday? What did you watch on Sunday? What I watched is we didn't look like we knew what the hell we were doing. I'll tell you one thing that killed us. Well, one main thing that killed us. A lot of people want to blame Mason for this, but thing is, this is not completely on him. Uh, we were missing tackles, as you said. Um, we made some questionable calls on coaching. And the number one thing that killed us was turnovers. Mm. Two turnovers that could have easily been avoided. An interception that was ridiculous, that was that was all on Mason. And then, oh my God, the most heartbreaking part of the game for me was Pat Farmer's fumble. Oh boy, yeah. You got to hold on to that. I don't care who you are. If you're a tight end, you, uh, you are supposed to be Mr. Reliable. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be able to rely on you to make the crucial catches when they matter. And for you to drop, uh, not just drop, but for you to fumble a pass in clutch time, overtime, that's ridiculous. But mm-hmm. I will say, uh, well, for us not having Chase Claypool, we did look decent. But I said that if, I, I wasn't really expecting great things from this game anyway. I expected us to scrape. I didn't expect a dominant win. I expected us to just scrape it out with no Big Ben, no Chase Claypool. I expected our defense and our running game for us to carry the day for us. And it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Man, one bright side, you know, bright spot to me in the game was the continued rise and good play of our running back, Najee Harris. Um, I believe he went over 100. It was it was a sad thing because it was wasted, you know. But going into, you know, I don't even want to stay here on this game for too long. You know, I did the morning after and all that, and it's, it's kind of bringing back bad feelings now. But, <laughs> man, watching this game and possibly us going into this game here, going against – who are we going against? Uh, the Chargers. L.A. Chargers. Now, this – We game- might have Mason again, man. Yeah, I'm hearing that we might have Mason again, too, because Big Ben's not 100% clear from COVID. But one bright side is the Pittsburgh Steelers, as you know, we travel really, really well. So 
LA and you know, it gets in the Charger Stadium, that's our home from what that's our home away from home. Right. So that's something we can look forward to. But one bad side is, especially with the way our depth chart is looking, we're gonna be missing a lot of key play, key players. Um TJ is not hundred percent. Um, neither is Minka. He's gonna be stuck with Trey Norwood. Um Let's see. I'm not uh, mad at that. Trey Norwood's been balling this year, man. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's really stepped up for us. I mean, you know, I'm proud of him for, you know, stepping up the way he did. But with mm-hmm. us making a lot of pieces, uh, like I said, well, Big Ben's not 100%. We're not sure if he's going to be back. TJ, he's not 100%. We're not sure if we're going to get um, Chase Claypool back either. But, um, I mean, the thing is, like, we've got um, Pat Farmer. He's, like, reliable when he – I mean, he we, we can count on him to make catches. But, you know, he's got to hold on to the ball, man. And um, we got uh, Zach Gentry. We need to, I feel like we need to see more of Zach Gentry, you know, in the uh, in the receiver game. And the thing is, if he's not going to be a good receiver for us, then he needs to at least make blocks. You know, he needs to give a bit, whoever it is who's lining up a quarterback, need to give him some very good protection. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of him. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, if we're not going to utilize him in the running game more, we need to have him as at least a little slot receiver, you know, you know give a little five or ten yard check down passes. You know, that's always good. And uh, man, our defense. What more can we say about that? Like our de- if like um, I've looked at the depth chart for the um for the Chargers, and you know I like Justin Herbert, and Justin he- Herbert he's a hell of a quarterback, and he's got a lot of promise. But it's not a good. It's not gonna be a good look for us if our receivers. I mean, if our um secondary is getting torched by their wide receivers because they got some pretty good you know depth at the wide receiver position. Mm-hmm. And if our receiver. I mean, if our secondary is not gonna step up and block passes then our front seven needs to get the job done. We need to, you know, put Justin Herbert on his you-know-what. We need to have him on the ground all 60 minutes. Right, right. And he's not starting, you know, he's not having the impact he had last year. You know, they're okay, but it seems like he's running for his life a lot more. He's making a little bit more mistakes. A lot a lot of things you'll see in a sophomore slump, but that means nothing when you go against the Pittsburgh Steelers because – the Pittsburgh Steelers, I say this a lot, I've been saying this for years. For a lot of teams, that's the Super Bowl right there. So if we can beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, our year means something. You know, we beat the Steelers. We have that on our resume. It's only a few teams that if you beat in your season, you can go four and whatever. But if one of those wins is against a potential Super Bowl team or a storybook franchise, your team is kind of set, man. All right, we was four and whatever, but hey, we beat the Steelers. Hey, you know, like the Lions can say, hey, man, we we didn't get a win, but that tie right there is on the Steelers record. That's because of us. We the reason why the Steelers have a tie on that record. You know, so we're not a team that thinks like that. We think that, you know, almost everybody, not, you know, I want to say a great population of the Pittsburgh Steelers nation took it as a loss. Yeah. You know, took it as a included. loss. But myself included because if you're going to if you're at home against a winless team, that should be an open and shut case. That's the reason why that loss was so well not lost, but that tie was so disappointing to me. See, there you yeah. go right there. See, you almost thought it was a loss right there, you know. <laughs> but before but, we go all the way in to you know the Chargers game it's a few things that's been happening. Um, injuries, 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 injuries. Dude, it seems like guys going down left and right. 
And it seems it seems it's whack, but to me, maybe, maybe I'm overthinking it. But it seems like when we play these teams with poor records, we always take an L in the injury department. Definitely. I can hold on. Who can we name? TJ Watt, which you know they say may not be serious. Um, we was already without Claypool, already um, without Juju. Um, Joe Hayden, he went out. Um, Minka, he has COVID now. So now we have to worry about, okay, who else is potentially on that list? Because now we, we have Ben, who may miss another week. It's, it's uh, Kevin Dobson is hurt. I think he's like week to week. You know, it's a lot of guys going down, man. And, you know, the, the good thing about the Pittsburgh Steelers organization, the way guys run, is the next man up mentality. But I say that to say this. Mason Rudolph is our only option right now for quarterback if Ben is down. Because we hear, I've been hearing from Pat, like, I want to say the last few hours, that Dwayne Haskins is almost a failed, ex- I want to say he's almost at a failed experiment at this point. Um, this reports going out that the still coaches, they rip them in practice. I mean, uh, pregame warmups saying, um, using words like ridiculous and lazy. And it's crazy because we think about Dwayne Haskins and how it all ended out with the Washington football team kind of heard some of the same things. And so when the Pittsburgh Steelers give him another opportunity, he gives the whole media thing like, yeah, grateful, do this and that. So yeah, it sounds good, but what's gonna happen when he doesn't have the opportunity, he has to sit and learn. He hasn't showed one bit of humbleness since he's been in the league, even before getting drafted. If you remember the draft video, how he was and when Daniel Jones got picked, he's pretty mad about that. You know, I was like, yo, dude, you a college player. Like, like, where's this entitlement coming from? You know, but like, how you feel about that, man? We end up signing another quarterback. I'll get his name in a second, but overall, how you feel about that? Knowing that it's really Mason or Bus. Uh, And, you know, Ben can't go and all that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, man, but with how he performed in the in the last game against the Lions, like this game is supposed to be a test for you to see if you really belong or if you're starter material when Ben is gone. Well, for one, I don't feel like that. Um, I don't feel like Josh Dobbs is getting enough looks, but we can talk about that some other time. But I, I mean, he's still hurt, man. I think um, I think he's like he's done. There's no way he's playing this year. Man. But, I mean, I just don't believe that Mason can carry us to the playoffs or to a Super Bowl. And it seems like, I mean, the thing is, he'll give you one or two good drives per game, but he lacks the consistency. And the thing is, is that he's got the talent around him. Mm-hmm. He's got to be able to execute. And the thing is, he's got to cut it. He's got to cut out those rookie mistakes to a minimum. Sure, I know this the NFL. Nobody's perfect. Fumbles happen. Interceptions happen. Injuries happen. But the number one thing is adaptability, is how can you come back from that? 
and Mason has yet to show that he can come back from something like that. The thing is, because when he got that concussion, he was that rattled his confidence. He was never the same. And then the whole incident with the you know what. We know we saw how that you know ended. I think that kind of messed up his little confidence too. Yeah. And the thing is, Mason's got a hell of an arm. He it's not like he can't throw the ball. The thing is, that's one area that he can shine to uh, where like, I don't know, bro. I'm gonna have to stop you right there. Uh, Mason can't throw, bro. I mean, he's got a strong arm, but he's not accurate. Does he have a strong arm? I feel like he does, but the thing is, that accuracy of his is just, and the thing is, it, the thing is, Ben can put the ball where he needs to get it, as opposed to when Mason throws the ball, they have to, he has to force the throw, and he has to force the receiver to go up and grab it, as opposed, as opposed to, bam, put it right in the receiver's breadbasket. Yeah, because Mason, he, he sells a lot of his passes, man. A lot of his passes. And one th good thing about Mason is he'll underthrow a guy on a deep ball, but it can kind of cause a pass interference call. You know, Mason's good at that, you know. So at least we can, it's kind of like, hey, that's a catch, you know, because it, it can result into that. But me, I don't know what happened between college and now, but to me, Mason's arm was way better in college. Like, his accuracy was way better in college. Granted, James Washington's wide open, <laughs> you know, but it's like he got it there. James Washington didn't have to stop. It was all in stride, you know. And since he got in the league, it's like all of that is gone. It's like, oh, what's kind of what's going on with Mason, man? But I don't know. I think if Ben can't go, Mason, he has another opportunity to show Pittsburgh Steelers and the Steelers Nation why he's not the guy going forward. But I'm going to bring it back to, you know, my initial question. How do you feel about Dwayne Haskins just not even being – because, you know, in the preseason, it was an argument Mason or Dwayne when it came to the preseason games. Mason, Dwayne. A lot of people thought Dwayne should have been the one that got the number two. Some people Mason. You know, now we sitting here today where it's like Dwayne is not even – at this point going forward – the Steelers might be washing their hands with him, you know, and it's like Mason is the only option. And I'm sorry, I, like I said, I'm going to get the guy's name that we signed to our practice squad in a second. But um, just that whole, like, that whole little thing that happened earlier in the year, like, how you feel about that? Like, now that Dwayne Haskins is not even an option anymore. Like, were, were you big on Dwayne Haskins? Yeah, as much talent as Dwayne Haskins got, this does hurt, especially because we know that Big Ben is on the way out. We all know that. And we've seen um, Mason squander a whole bunch of opportunities. I mean, you know, he, he hasn't really given the Steelers Nation that much confidence that he could be our, our guy going forward. I mean, he's a good backup, but, I mean, the thing is, he's not a leader. He doesn't have that. And the thing is, it sucks that Look at look at what Dwayne Haskins did with when he was with Washington. He did a lot with a little. Mm -hmm. So he's got the skill, he's got the talent, but as far as him being lazy in practice and him not showing a lot of promise, the thing is he did, you know, he did what he's supposed to do in the preseason. Like he was giving a lot of people, you know, especially a lot of Steelers fans hope. And I was I like that because the dude's got, you know, he's he's somewhat of a dual threat. You know, he can use his, he can, you know, use his legs to make plays as well as his arms. And not to mention, the Steelers always have good weapons. That's never mm -hmm. a good thing. But and the thing is, is that Mason and um, Mason and Dwayne, they got two different play styles. And I, it's, it, it sucks that as much, as, ta as much talent 
as Dwayne Haskins has is he's not going to be utilized. And the thing is, half of that is his own fault. And as much as I hate to say it, he won't get a look. He won't get another look unless Mason goes down with an injury or COVID. Yeah, yeah. And I and even then, I don't believe so. Um, and I got the guy's name. We signed signed to our practice squad. Corner quarterback James Morgan. So, and that was a big thing there because I seen that that we signed him before the whole Dwayne Haskins news. So when we signed him, I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Well, Mason's not that. They they gonna push Mason in practice, but now I'm like, wait a minute, what happened to Dwayne Haskins? And then hours later, we get this, you know. So I just think that's crazy that we're here today. Like, um, <laughs> shout out to Sweezy, Chris Sweezy, you know what I'm saying? Um, Venture Season Podcast. He actually said that, <laughs> yo, man, Dwayne Haskins ain't it. He, he warned me. He told me all that. I was like, yo, man, the Steelers know how to bring the best out of players. Sometimes it's not like that, you know. Some some people are stuck in their ways, man. But whatever happens, happens, and we just have to stick with Mason, man. Injuries, though. Um, a couple guys that didn't practice today. Of course, Joe Hayden with a foot, Trey Turner with an ankle, Kevin Dobson with an ankle, TJ Watt with a hip slash knee. Chase Claypool did he did practice. He did come back to practice. It wasn't full. It was pretty limited. And you know it's Wednesday. So most of the old heads don't really practice. So Cam Hayward, coach's decision, he was limited today. Um, you know, Ben can't be with the team. And uh, now Mason's in the same category. But I seen one thing, and it was on the Chargers end, is that they're going to be without Joey Bosa. So their pass rush takes a hit. Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, I don't know where he's at on a depth chart, but you know, their defensive lineman, Jerry uh, Tillery. Yeah. Name sounds familiar. So he might be another starter. So, hey, man, the offensive line gets a little break, especially if, um, you know, I have a funny feeling Kevin Thompson is not going to be able to go. Um, Trey Turner, I'm not sure. That's up in the air. But we're thin there, man. We I haven't seen us sign any offensive linemen. Uh, we have Zach Banner, but Zach Banner plays tackle. None of the tackles got hurt. It was the guards. You know, uh, how do you feel about our offensive line going into this week, this weekend? Can they protect Mason? I feel like that, yes, they can, despite the um, despite the the hits that they took. Like, but, you know, offensive line is two things. You know, the quarterback is only as good as his line, as is the running back. Can they get can they give Najee? a hole to run through. Can mm. they give Mason time to throw? I feel like they can give Mason the time to throw, but as far as Najee, I feel like, and this is the thing is, a running back shouldn't necessarily have to do this, but then again, that speaks volume to his talent if he does. I feel like he's going to have to make his own openings. He's going to have to make his own holes. Mm-hmm. And if he really, if he does, then did we, did we really did strike gold when we signed him. That's how right. I feel about that. But that line, I mean, I mean, there's a little bit banged up, but then, again, of course, I mean, Happens to everybody at this point, but I mean, we're gonna we're gonna see what they do. We're gonna see how our line acts against the pass rush. I mean, I feel like that they're going to. I mean, we're gonna have to block more to the strong side, more to the right side of the line because he Najee runs more to the right than he does. You know, than he's a left uh, a left field runner. Mm-hmm. But I I did notice this is when he goes out when Najee goes for a slot pass, he goes out more to the left if he's catching the pass, but more to the right if he's actually playing the running back role. Mm-hmm. But 
I mean, we need to give Mason that time to run, I mean, that time to, you know, work his magic and throw the ball. But also, Mason, got to not turn the ball over, man. That's got a to. fact. That's yeah. a definite. <laughs> and you know, um, for what it's worth, um, hold on. Oh, yeah. Also, one more thing. I mean, the, the tight end role. I mean, you know, as far as our O-line, like, you know, if our tight ends, they need to step up, too. If we're not going to use them as, as slot receivers, they need to play a little bit more of a blocking role and give Mason some time as well. Yeah, that's definite, man. That's definite. That's definite, man. Um, and it's, it's crazy, bro, because well, well, we're saying all this. At the end of the day, we're still in the hunt for the division. We say yeah. in the second place. Behind the Ravens, um, you know, the Ravens are six and three. They coming off an L. We coming off a tie. It would have been nice to get the dub, man. We would I, I would like to see where we would end up. Like we'll probably still be behind, still be in second place behind the Ravens, but yeah, we're still sitting at second place. But to me, I don't believe it's as close as the records indicate because the Bengals are five and four. But I see the Bengals starting to hit the wall. They're going down. Cleveland, I think Cleveland got – it got cracked their last game. Like, yeah. they got smoked their last yeah. game. Yeah. So, they're kind of in limbo mode. Us, I don't believe we're in limbo mode. I believe it's more so, like, our team is not – our team is talented, but – our team is extremely young, extremely young. So I would have to give more respect to the to, uh, the rosters on the other team, Baltimore, uh, Cleveland, and um, the Bengals, because all their stars are vets, mid-20s, late-20s, early-30s. Our stars, so like, it's only two guys, for real. Like, but everyone else is like in their first year. Like in important roles on our team, they're in their first, second, third, fourth year. Important roles. You know, Not that's not counting Ben. You know, that's not counting Cam Hayward. That's not counting TJ Watt. But almost everybody else is in their first four or five years. You know, we're not at work. To me, I feel like we're actually overachieving. And that can kind of hurt us in the long run that we're overachieving. Because I honestly feel like, and this is going to be another conversation for another day, but... I feel like it's a thing, it's a gift and a curse with Mike Tomlin never having a losing season, right? But him not having a losing season, it's like we're never having that talk of total failure, right? Like it's a reason why we was able to get Ben Roethlisberger because the year before that, I think the Sixers, I mean, not Sixers, excuse me. Uh, the Steelers were six and 10, I yeah. believe. Yeah. So, and we and, and since Mike Tomlin took over, never been worse than eight and eight. So our best bet in the draft is to get the best player available, unless we end up trading up. You know, so we getting these players in the third, fourth round, fifth round, and they're we're, they're gems, they're gems, but they're yeah. all young. It's kind of reminding me of when Mike Tomlin first took over. And, you know, he had to start defense, but those guys got old. And he had to start rebuilding it from Cam Hayward, you know. Um, you know, it was really Lawrence Timmons, but 
Cam Hayward really is the beginning of the new defense and then kept building on that. Those guys were young. They weren't really good. Then they ended up getting better. Now it's the offense time. And it's like in the league where it's offense heavy, we need the offense to take the next step. But it's like our defense is getting to the point where, all right, they're about to be old. You know, so it's like we can't really mix it because we're never that bad where we have to address like uh, a certain position and get a star. So, but like I said, I'm gonna break that down a little bit more. I feel like um, sometimes we be overachieving, man. But, dude, how you feel about that? Like, just the fact that maybe we need to have that. I don't want to say tank, but have the season where it's like, yo, if you if your guy's not good. This this not be good, you know. Like try to prepare for somebody that can probably change your life, change your franchise, you know. Unless you got a good trade package to get a top ten pick, I don't know, man. I yeah, know. I'm gonna go ahead and stop you right there. I, I want to say this. I feel like you want to answer your own question because with us being longtime Steelers fans, you and I both know how the Steelers operate. We know how, yeah, we know how the Steelers front office gets down. We know that. Mm. So we both know that that's not going to happen. Yeah. We like, I know exactly. Cause we like to, you know, ride certain players till the wheels fall off. Yeah. You know, we, we're not, we're not, we're like, well, we need to give this guy a chance until he gets injured or until, you know, until we can find someone better. Even, even, if, even if we do find someone better, we're hesitant on giving them a chance because the Steelers right now, and I feel like this is going to come back to bite us too. The Steelers are so stuck in their ways. They're so stuck in this old school system. The league and the way the game is played is evolving. And if we don't get, you know, if we don't follow suit with the way a lot of these play, I mean, look at how quick Baltimore turned their game around. They were in tank mode a couple of years ago. Now they're going to be seen as one of the scarier teams in the whole AFC conference. Mm -hmm. And the Steelers, we were feared. People are not afraid of us anymore. And the reason why is because they learned how to adapt to the game. We Mm -hmm. haven't done that. And I feel like in order for a rebuild to go, I mean, you know, Ben's on his way out the door and we're, you know, trusting Mason now. The thing is the Steelers are always going to have a fearful and a scary defense. If it's one thing the Pittsburgh Steelers pride themselves on is one, having a scary defense and two, having a monster monster running game. So that's never going to change. But I feel like as far as our offensive, our offensive, our defensive scheme and the way, you know, our, our quarterbacks need to be set up. I feel like those are the things that need to change. But like I said, we, we like to ride players, until the wheels fall off. And that, and I feel like that's going to come back to hurt us and haunt us in the end. But yeah. I mean. Yeah. We can never catch it up. We can never have, you know, like our defense is going to be dominant for so long, but they, them guys going to get old. And by yeah. the time our offense blossom, we, all right, it's time to work on the defense again. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's going to be an ever. And I think that's just a result of us being a team that never has a losing season. Cause it's kind of hard to really do that, you know. It seems like, like it's a revolving door. Right, right, right. And it's it, we need that one player that just just stops it, man. Just stop it. This and like, I guess that led me to this guy. It's a guy in Green Bay. Where it's twelve. He's doing everything he can to make sure he's out of there after this year. How you feel about Aaron Rodgers, man, coming over here, man, to the Pittsburgh Steelers, man, next year? Uh, well, I've been reading some reports, and they say that the Steelers do want a veteran 
as a starter next year if when Big Ben is and when he hangs up the cleats. It, it it sounds good on paper, and one of the positives is if if Aaron Rodgers is on his way out of Green Bay, then with the salary cap, we'll actually be able to afford him. That's a plus. Yeah. But how will he play under another system? Because you got to remember, he was a backup to Brett Favre, and now Aaron Rodgers is seen as one of the better quarterbacks ever. You know, not just of this generation, but one of the top quarterbacks of all time. Right. And that's something, you know, you got to really, that's something that you got to look at. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like the idea. It sounds good, but, you know, or is he going to be able to catch up to our offensive scheme? I mean, because it seems like, you know, there's only certain quarterbacks that you can put in a certain situation. They perform the same, like a, like a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning or something like that. There's only very few quarterbacks who can do that. But if we were to pull the trigger on getting Aaron Rodgers next year, we'll see. But like I said, me, as far as the idea, I like the idea. I think Aaron Rodgers is the type of quarterback where he don't have to come here and fit into our offense. Our offense is Aaron Rodgers. Like, okay, Aaron, what you feel comfortable with? We got all the receivers you need. We got the running back you need. We got a young offensive line. What? How much money you going to give back to us so we can get another lineman? What you going to do? Oh, you got the defense. Remember last time you had a defense? What was that? Uh, back when you beat us. Yeah. Yeah. We got a defense that's better than that defense. Come over here, man. Come on over here. I think it's funny because I'm like, I don't want no old quarterback, but I'm like Aaron Rodgers, the type of game he plays. Um, it seems like he can play. He's another quarterback that can probably play for like three to four more years, you know, in his 40s, you know. I'm only asking for one year. I'm not asking, <laughs> I'm not asking for like three years or whatever. But, you know, if he can play a top level for like, – if we sign him for two years, that's cool. You know, I ain't mad at that. But I don't know. I think that type of talk, especially after seeing this Mason thing and seeing um, Aaron Rodgers being linked to P- Pittsburgh again, that's starting to float around again. I think that was – you know, it's only right we had that conversation, man. Um I don't know, man. Aaron Rodgers might be the guy to do what I said. Cut it. Cut it in the middle. Like, nope. We're going to bring these young guys up to this defense level. All they needed was me. You know what I'm saying? Because just imagine Chase Claypool getting a touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers um, if we sign Juju back. You know? What he Aaron Rodgers can do with him. What Aaron Rodgers can do with a James Washington, what he can do with a Deontay. Like, come on. He never had that many weapons before. But, you know, let me not do that. Yeah. We're in the middle of this season. Fully hatch, but, yeah. Like I said, yeah. I love the idea, but, you know, only time will tell. And only especially, time will tell. Especially it's going to depend how we act the rest of the year. Because if you look from week 11 to our season finale, this is where we're going to see the Steelers' true identity. This mm-hmm. is from, from now until the end of the season. This is when we're going to see who the Pittsburgh Steelers really are. It's going to see if we're, you know, if we were all hyped coming into this year or if it's like, hmm, we probably could make a run. But yeah. like I said, we're going to see. Yeah, because we got the Chargers, then the Bengals, Ravens, Vikings, Titans, Chiefs, Browns. Ravens again. Now, I'm not I'm not like nervous at all about the division games because, you know, our division games is – it's really like talent means nothing. Talent means nothing in our division. Um, any game could be won. So I'll count those games. You know, I'll say whatever for that. Like, I feel like we can win all those games. 
Like, but the Chargers team that's not doing too good. We going out there. That's kind of like Pittsburgh B in California. Shout out to Cali, man. You know, shout out to Cali, man. All love from out there. But we already know it's gonna look like a home game, man. So that's kind of that's gonna be a way for the Steelers to have that. And it's gonna be Sunday night. Come on, man. What what can I say? You have you have to be able to win that game. Then the Bengals, you know, Bengals are struggling. We should be able to try to win that game. We should win that game. The Ravens game, that's going to be a home game. Lamar Jackson, he hasn't fared too good against Pittsburgh. We have to continue that. We have to continue that. The Vikings is up in the air. Are we going to be able to stop Dalvin Cook? Who knows, man? Um, I don't believe Derrick Henry will be back by the time um, we play the Titans. And that's basically their offense. I don't think Tannehill will be able to beat us without them, um, even though they find ways to do things. Chiefs, the Chiefs game is interesting because what they're going through, they're going through some growing pains as well. And I think by the time we get there, they may, you know, solve some things. They may be able to beat the Chiefs that we know. So you're right, man. Going down the stretch, this is tough. We're gonna really find out like who's the Pittsburgh Steelers really? Are the Pittsburgh Steelers front runners? Right now, I feel like we didn't get respect at all throughout the whole season, before the season. All I hear about Big Ben is he watched. I said it myself. I don't want to see him after this year. You know what I'm saying? Um, Mike Tomlin, oh my gosh. The hate Mike Tomlin gets on a regular basis from our fan base. Um, man, all I can say is if you're watching right now, YouTubers, if you're watching right now, IGers, hey, yo, man, if you're sensitive, yo, don't go on these stiller fan groups, man. Leave your feelings, <laughs> leave your feelings at home, man, because your feelings will get hurt for real. It's a lot of angry stiller fans in there that don't like Mike Tomlin, man. Y'all need help, but <laughs> yeah. tell you a partner's comment, man, yeah. Like that, that's crazy, bro. You know, shout out to the shout out to the groups, yo, because you know there is some good people in those groups, though. But it's a lot of crazy stuff going on there. Um, let me see. There's other news I wanted to get into. Um, kind of dipping, dipped in and dabble with the injuries. Hmm. I would like to bring up like some guys that maybe or maybe not have been surprises. Like, I would like to bring back up a Trey Norwood, right? Yeah. Minka can't go. Trey Norwood, I assume that he's going to get the spot. He may not. I hope so, you know. But based off how he played this year, bro, when I watch Trey Norwood, I'm seeing nothing but good play. Like, yeah, he had a, he'll have a rookie mistake here and there, but I'm like, for us to get him where we got him, I believe he was seven-round pick. Yeah. I'm like, yo, this is not seven-round pick behavior, man. This guy can literally probably be a starter next year. Like, he can be a starter next year if he continues on this uh, on this path. Um, And the way Minka's been playing this year, it's been – it's kind of been, like, good. It's been fair. It's been bad. Is not terrible, but 
we haven't seen the great greatness of Minkus Fitzpatrick yet, you know, that we seen last year. And I think if Trey Norwood come up in here, man, and that dude do some things, man. That Aaron Rodgers thing. Because mm-hmm. best case scenario, we can have a dynamic duo with Minka Fitzpatrick and Trey Norwood in the secondary. That's and that's something, that's something the Pittsburgh Steelers have been hurting for for a long time. Because you remember the trio of Troy Polamalu, Ike Taylor, and um, number 20. Um, Talking about uh, Brian McFadden. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Salute to Brian McFadden, man. He showed he showed his sense for seven podcasts level before. Salute to him, yeah. man. Word. Like, yeah, man, those days was cool, man. And then this, you know, um, I would like to give major props to how Terrell Edmonds is playing this year. It's unfortunate he's playing that way this year. Cause if he would have played that way last year, we probably would have, you know, picked up the fifth year option. Well, you know, it didn't happen that way. So he's having a Mike Hilton slash Bud Dupree type of year. But how you feel about, like, do you think he's coming back next year? Because that's something um, to think about right there. Because Trey Norwood is playing pretty good. He's he. There's no way that he's not starting next year or getting significant snaps next year. Yeah, if he stays healthy, which knock on wood, I hope he does. But now Terrell Edmonds, like a lot of people were not that keen on him for like the first couple of years because this is his fourth year, I think his third year, third or fourth year with us. And a lot of people were like, well, Terrell Edmonds is a bust. But he showed out last year and he's showing out this year. I mean, you know, coming up with some crucial plays, you know, some key sacks and some couple of interceptions here and there. I mean, me personally, I'd love to see him back, especially mm-hmm. if he's playing this way. I mean, our, our secondary could be scary again if he keeps on playing this way with, you know, with Norwood and Fitzpatrick and, you know, if, when he's playing when he's playing all out balls out. Uh, like I said, I'd love to see him back. But if not, where do we go from there? Do we get someone else in a trade or do we draft someone new to his position? Me personally, I, I do think that we might end up giving him a chance. You know, we might end up, you know, re-signing Terrell Evans next year. Yeah, I think we have the bread too. I think, I th- you know, I think the closer we get towards the offseason, the more of a better understanding we'll have uh, how the defense falls for next year, right? right. The offense seems a little bit more easy to understand. Like, we know Ben not coming back. If Ben comes back, Pittsburgh, you know, I can't say it. I can't say it because, you know, they get people get in trouble talking like that. But, yo, it's going. It's, it's not going to be good. It's, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be good if Ben come back, and I think he knows that, right? So, and then – we got to see where our offensive line goes because Trey, Trey Turner, I forgot his contract. I don't think it was a one-year contract, though. Um, I forgot what his contract was. But even though he's a vet, it's like, where are we going to put this money at? But, you know, that's a talk for later, much later, much later, much later. Um, the Chargers, if you had to get – it is Wednesday – so it's tough. I'm going to revisit it, revisit this like later in the week, you know, um, during the live. But if you had to give your final prediction, if Mason is the starter, if Mason is the starter, yeah, yeah, man, if Mason is the starter, <laughs> what is your prediction for this game? 
if Mason's the starter, I would say 24-21 Chargers. If Ben is the starter, I'd say 27-23 Steelers. Mm, I can respect that. If Ben is the starter, I think we barely get out of there. If Mason, you know, I'm not going to give a score until like later, but, you know, we barely get out of there. But if Mason is the starter, I honestly believe that we go out here and it's a guy out here that's lonely. It's a guy out here that's, uh, you know, he's going through it, man. He needs a home. He was recently cut. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to say his name yet, man, because I don't even want to say his name. But it's, a, it's, it's another running back out there, you feel me? He He's familiar. He's familiar with things, right? Yeah. And I believe if Mason is the starter, we sign this guy, and we run the ball 40 times, man. Because oh, there ain't no way in hell Mason – And um, oh, yeah, for what it's worth, the last game, Mason didn't even get uh, – I don't believe he got hit. I don't believe he got touched or anything. He didn't get sacked. And he threw the ball 50 times. So salute to the offensive line for that. I will get offensive line that. They don't get they didn't get credit for that because it was a time. If you got the running depth that we've got, you should not be throwing the ball 50 times. Yeah, that and that was that's my point exactly. Like we should definitely run the ball 40 times. <laughs> like you saw how Dan Campbell just said, yo, uh, our problem is Jared Goff. Cool, I'll take him out the game. We're gonna just run it. We're just gonna run it. So I believe we did, we need to do that, but we don't need to run Najee 40 times. So we need to get some more guys up, or at least a guy up there that's capable of doing something without uh, the assistance of an offensive line because Kalen Balazs, oh, yeah. I liked him in the preseason, but he's not playing the same in the season. I don't, I don't know. Okay, lights might be too bright for him. Um, and Benny Snell, man, I don't know. I don't. I just don't know about him, man. He's good on special teams, but yeah. I don't know, man. It's like he I needs help. Coming into the season, I liked him coming into the season, especially with what he showed us with um, with us not having a run with James Conner being out last year. I mean, well, with James Conner being, you know, out with an injury, him being inconsistent. I liked what I saw from him. I was like, well, if we didn't sign a guy, I mean, we if we didn't sign now, should we have given him a second look at the starter? I thought we should have, but I mean, he's. Hot, he's so hot and cold that I'm not even sure about that anymore. Yeah, and then on top of that, it's like uh I like Anthony McFarlane, but he's never available. He's never available, you know what I mean? So I'm like, Yeah, and well, he's not an every down back anyway, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's more so like the third down back we need, but we definitely need to run the ball a little bit more. Like, we need to help Mason out. That guy. He doesn't have it. He just doesn't have it. And I believe he's a guy that can be motivated by the running game. So where, you know, one thing Mason can do, he can roll out and possibly make something happen, right? Right. But as far as just being a regular quarterback, throwing it to your receiver, the guy that's supposed to catch for you, you don't really be doing that too well, man. And I, I, like, I like his spunk. He has spunk. I saw him at the beginning of the game. He smacked Kendrick Green right in the face. I don't know if you've seen it. They showed it a few times. 
in the beginning of the game, when Mason was trying to get uh, the huddle height, he just walked up to Kendra Green. Ah! You know what I mean? It just, all that was cool, but it was like, I saw the team get to a point. And, and, and the first player that always shows it is Deontay Johnson. He always shows it first. He's the first one to show it. When Mason isn't the guy and Mason messes up, Deontay, he starts to – his attitude is more so like, where's Ben? Yeah. Where's Ben? You know, I ain't going to lie. I don't be liking it. I don't like it. But no one's catching it. I, I caught it. So if everyone catches it after this episode, I'm sorry. But, like, I be catching it. And, and, and I see it trickles down to the rest of the team. It's like Mason can't win us games. You know, he did win games before, but he was battling Duck. Come on, we had Duck as our quarterback because Mason yeah. wasn't good, you know? So we have to just live with that. And I feel like we need to do everything in our power to run the ball, take all the pressure off of this kid because what happened in that Browns game, I don't think that's happening again from yeah. last year, week seven, week uh, 17 year. That's not happening again. Based off what I've seen, I'm like, this guy just don't get better. He doesn't get better. It's like Landry Jones. Landry Jones never got better. Never got better. All the reps that he got, he never got better. Mason, to me, never got better. So a guy that uh, – and, 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 you know, I'm going to end it here after this because I don't want to just be like 30 minutes ran on Mason, you feel me? A lot of Steel Nation will love it, and I appreciate <laughs> y'all who love it, but I don't really be doing that like that on here, but – it's like the way Mason plays, you would not think that he was in our system or on our team for four years. You would think this was his first year with this team. And that can't happen, man. Not, not when it comes to this. You know, hold up. Not when it comes to this. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it can't go like that, bro. You know, but it's a, it's a, it's a up and down season. It's, you know, I don't want to say up and down season. It's a crazy, confusing season, bro. I don't just want to really call it. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, come on, because you got teams like the Buffalo Bills losing to the Jags. You've got, you know, team. You got teams getting blown out by teams who you know are not even going to see the playoffs. You mm-hmm. got time with the Lions. I mean, and the thing is, a, a lot of teams are, you know, have key players dropping like flies. I mean. If it's not injuries, it's COVID. If it's not if it's not injuries or COVID, then it's off the field stuff. We know which team we're talking about with the Raiders. I'm not gonna say who, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. But yeah, turns out that everybody affected by that situation. Definitely. Yeah, but yeah we know the thing is like it, it, it's, it's been a, a topsy turvy twilight zone kind of year. You really never know, and that's that's what's gonna make the play. That's what's gonna make the playoffs interesting too. Is the fact that we don't know what we're gonna see and who we're gonna see it from. Mm-hmm. But they, that's what they say. They say any given Sunday for a reason. So yeah, that, that's a fact. And it's and it's been that. It's been there all this season, man. Um, before we get up out of here, man, non-stiller stiller related. What player, no, excuse me, what team has surprised you the most this year in the NFL? Believe it or good not. Good or bad. Ooh, I'm gonna do both. Good, I'm gonna say the Dallas Cowboys, especially from what they were coming back from last year. Mm. Dak has shown his worth. He really has shown who what kind of quarterback he is. He's shown that he's a valuable asset to the Dallas Cowboys. And as far as bad, oh man. 
a team that I was riding high on, but that really did not um, impress, has really not impressed me thus far. Hmm. I'm going to say the Atlanta Falcons. I thought that they were going to come back from last year, but mm-hmm. they really didn't. They really haven't shown me much this year. Okay, okay, okay. Me, my surprising team, I would have to probably say, hmm, it would have to be Arizona because I didn't expect them to do what they did to start out being, you know, they had names on their team, but it's Arizona. You know, you don't really expect that, but they kind of came out on fire. Um, and like, you know, if I could pick a second team, kind of Green Bay with the record, I didn't expect their record to be the way it is. Um, but on the other side, um, this is it's the Chiefs for me, even though I kind of seen it because I'm like, they didn't do anything to get better in the offseason, especially with their offensive line. They tried, but I was like, these are not good guys that are getting over here. And it kind of it just continued, man. Their defense is just trash over there. So, you know, so I'm just like, it'll be the Chiefs for me is most disappointing. And um, I'll go with the Packers over over Arizona, over Arizona Packers. But yeah, you know, anything got to be about the Steelers in the gang here. So, you know, but, <laughs> but Lil Dre, man, it's always a pleasure having you on here, man. Anything you got coming out, anything you need to let the people know, man, to, right now is your time to speak your piece. Let them know. You guys know where to follow me, www.youtube.com slash the Dreadman. Also follow me on uh, TikTok, um, the Dreadman540, and also Lil Dread540 on Instagram. And like I said, my final score prediction, like I said, if Mason starts, I say 24-21 Chargers. But if Ben starts, and I hope to God he does, 27-23 to 23 Steelers. Anyway, that's all I got for you, man. There you have it, man. Steelers for 7 podcast, episode 77 is in the books. Man, Lil Dre's always good having you on here, man. You already know I'm going to have you on here in the future. Hopefully it's playoff time, but, you know, it's probably going to be earlier than that because it's, it's a long season. This is actually the first NFL season for me. I'm like, yo, this is a long season, yo. And all they did was add another week. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. But I appreciate you hopping on here, man. Going to keep in contact, man. Stay up, man. Definitely. Thank you guys for having me. Peace out. All right. Brooke B. Brought it from the space. 30-30, yeah, I'm back. 30-30, yeah, I'm back. This is 5 30 yeah. Rolling with the choppers, catch a case, nah, no. We gon' dump the chopper after we dump it for show. Run up on the op, squeeze the Glock, yeah, po. Man, make it rain like we just did your hoe. Yeah, she just drizzled, man, I ain't gotta get into it. Cav, easy roll up out since I had a Buick. I don't understand how you niggas listen to music. Cavies, I rode around like I'm acting like I'm stupid. Niggas rolling with a dumb dumb, not cock back like it's fun. I don't care what you saying, homeboy, I'ma make sure you run. Run up the block, homeboy, go to police. You trying to get help from one time, one time for me. It's me one time, reaching for my peace. Click clack, click clack, pow pow, niggas deceased. I don't understand how you wanna talk, boy, you know it's me. If we pull up, dog, you going down, that's for real. 